Okay. We, we know how to do this by now. Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. You got it. Oh, God. <laughs> Iron Galaxy. <laughs> Scream like a school kid with Capsule Force, an intergalactic retro anime multiplayer game now available on PS4 and Steam. CapsuleForce.com. <laughs> that was such a cute giggle. Oh, thanks. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And this week's theme is... Friendshipping with Boundaries. How complicated. Really is. <laughs> really is. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the Here's the question. There are some local people that I regularly run into when working conventions and fan events and with whom I am on a first name basis. They're perfectly nice and we obviously have similar taste, but while they seem to consider me one of their friends, the feeling is not mutual. How do I politely deal? There's so much going on here. <laughs> so let's talk about the interior of the question as, as we often do. Uh, so this asker sounds like they meet a whole bunch of people. Yeah, it says they work conventions, which means part of their job is meeting people and accommodating them. And that sounds kind of negative, but it's really not because the job of helping people or meeting people can be very, very rewarding. And very, 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 very draining. Yeah. At conventions, uh, in our experience at least, uh, sometimes you're just not the most full version of yourself. So you're giving uh, people this edited version of, of who you are and what your personality is uh, because you need to be accommodating and welcoming to everybody who comes in the door. Uh, so that's not you, and that's not the, the you that you would give to your close friends, but it is the you that's most easily consumable to everybody who walks in the door, and that's part of your life professionally, and, and that can be hard. Right. That's when you're at your most accessible? Yes. And socializing at work mode is not at all the same as socializing with friends mode. You are just not full of yourself when you're on the clock. Part of this, I think, uh, that is extra hard for the asker is that it sounds like, because it was specified that the, the people, the attendees, uh, are local, uh, that the asker is running into them at, like, the grocery store and stuff, which, that's hard. I mean, have you ever ran into your teacher or your therapist, like, at the movies or the grocery store? Like, that power dynamic is oh. so difficult to deal with when you see them on, on a regular basis so you know running into somebody in their sweatpants at the coffee shop <laughs> is such a different experience than dealing with somebody at a convention when they're on yeah like the other day when I accidentally texted uh my therapist thinking it was someone in the office <gasps> that's amazing yeah and oh, that's so I actually did it twice um <laughs> yeah so now the name of my therapist is in all caps says therapist do not text unless you need to <laughs> she was super cool about it of course because she's amazing and she was like hey it's me again <laughs> i was Aww. like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> but that's good that you guys so you found your footing though even though that that interaction was not what was expected yeah i can laugh about it now but at yeah. the time i was like god damn it <laughs> she's also a trained therapist yeah know? i mean if anyone if you had to accidentally text anyone Texting your therapist is actually not that bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's so different for this asker and these attendees that uh, that this person is running into at you know, the grocery store, the coffee store. Coffee store? You just buy a ton of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> so they're running into them at the coffee store, and they are not a trained therapist. So they, right. are, they are asking us, are these two idiots on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I was just gonna say, your friends are the ones that really know you. So these are the people you would not mind running into at the coffee store. The coffee store. They know the version of you that has nothing to do, or is maybe only related to work and conventions. And it's totally reasonable to have that distinction. So we're actually gonna start out this uh, this podcast, this advice section for advice for the attendee, advice for the fan, advice for the guest. Because here's the thing: on some level, no matter what you do professionally, no matter what you do. Creatively, Creatively, everybody is a fan uh, of something and on some level. Uh, and it, I think it's also good for the asker to have perspective um, from the other person, from the other side of this. And don't worry, asker, we're going to get back to you um, right after this. But let's start out with advice for the attendee. Advice for the attendee, right. Be aware of how close you feel to people that you don't know. If you are meeting someone whose work you enjoy, you may feel like you know them. You may feel like you know them very well and very personally, because, especially if it's creative work. Mm-hmm. They're, they're putting a piece of them out there and you, they're giving it to you. It may feel like that. Because you have enjoyed something they made or read their tweets or social media, you may feel like you understand them as a whole person, but you are receiving only what they are making available to the public, which is such a tiny sliver You know, it's like an iceberg, you know, like the top of the iceberg. And they have so much else going on that you know nothing about. Right. The bits of the iceberg that are under the ocean are like their sleep farts and like their their bored and their pain and their sadness and their and their bad mood and their unfriendliness. And when they're hangry, you're seeing none of their hangriness. It, the public just receives an exaggerated version of the positive bits more often than not. And even if you're talking about somebody, and, and many people, um, you know, talk about their, their feelings on, on social media and, and et cetera, but that's still curated. You still do not personally know them, no matter how close you may feel. So take a real assessment of how much you do, in fact, know this person. And honestly, it might not be very well at all. Yeah, saying I really like your tweets is not saying I really like you as a person. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you might not like them as a person once you meet them. Right. Um, and if you open up to someone, so if you are becoming friends with this um, creator or this person who works at conventions on behalf of a company, um, give them the opportunity to open up back to you. But if they don't, that may be a sign that they are relating to you on the level of their professional work and not on a personal level. Yeah, always listen and watch for the soft no. We say that a lot, but it's so important. And it's, it's really hard to know exactly when you're getting the soft no, but the soft no will probably be very polite. Ask yourself, are these people reaching out to you on their own time, or are you the only one do- doing the reaching out? Just be aware that you have an unfair power dynamic in this situation. So you, as the attendee or the fan, uh, you are indirectly responsible for the employment and professional gain of the asker here. They cannot be mean to you without some kind of reprisal. It is part of their job to be welcoming to you. So it would be so fair of you to give them some space and understanding for the strange situation that you guys find yourself in. And that brings us to if the asker is a woman. Oh, my God. I have so much to say about this. Hold me back, Trin. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) So be aware that society has trained women from birth to put on a friendly face to humor you. It's just true. And it doesn't even actually matter what gender you are. Uh, Women are just, that is how they are trained. They are trained to be constantly available and consumable. So if you are a guy in particular, you have to remember that women are often fearful of reprisal when they assertively turn down friendship or relationships from men. So they just aren't as forthcoming, especially in work situations where they stand a lot to lose if they are mean or perceived as a bitch. 
so they could come across this way to you and suffer professionally. So you have to listen so much closer to women's soft nose and you have to give them more space to reach out to you in turn. So women are socialized to make every single person in their life their number one priority. And if they don't do that, they are meant to feel like a huge B word. (laughs) And also remember, women not being nice to you is a biased consideration. When a woman is unfriendly to you, you need immediately put on what Trin calls the man Instagram filter, which I love. (laughs) Pretend that that woman is a man instead. Are you still annoyed and put off that they don't want to hang out with you? Probably not. Uh, Women owe the world absolutely nothing, but we are all socialized to believe that women exist to humor and please and satisfy everyone. And their unfriendliness is probably coming off as 25% or so more aggressive than when really they're just being normal human beings. Isn't that the fucking worst? (laughs) Yeah. We're probably putting off some men right now by saying this. Oh, God. And no matter what gender of anybody in any situation, just be aware that the fact that someone doesn't want to be your best bud, it, that doesn't make them an asshole. Everybody has the, the right to protect their time and their energy, just whatever they want to do. They get to choose what parts of themselves they give and show to people. You know, friendship is not a requirement. And as pro-friendship as we are, that doesn't mean that you need to be friends with every single person. So just don't let your disappointment and their unrequited friendship turn them into your enemy definitely don't turn them into your enemy try as hard as you can not to take it personally that's hard to do Mm -hmm. but no matter what don't turn this person into a villain I agree. I mean, they just meet so many people on the day to day and they, if they want to just give their time and energy and love to five people that they've known since kindergarten, that's okay. When you meet someone at a convention, remember a few things. Uh, One, you have no idea how the convention has treated them so far. Mm -hmm. You also have no idea how the internet has been treating them lately. Oh yeah. (laughs) The internet or their personal life or their significant other or their family, whatever. Mm -hmm. I said internet because that's what relates most closely to Trin and I. Yeah. No, seriously, the internet can make people who work uh, publicly very fearful of people who want to be close to them. So even if they like you as a person and would want to be friends with you on, you know, some other universe where you guys did not meet at a convention, I mean, just keep that in mind. They could be afraid. Yeah, you might think you know these things, but based, based on their persona that they put online, but truly you do not. That means giving someone lots and lots of breathing room to step back if they want to. And lastly, just remember that, yes, there are people who run events as a career, and part of their job is to be welcoming to people. But that doesn't mean that they're fake. And that doesn't mean that they don't really like you. It's just that your relationship with them will be different than your relationship to other people. So again, don't turn them into an enemy. They're not fake. It's just different. So now we move to the asker finally. Yeah, the person who wanted help in the first place. (laughs) Here we are. Again, in in so many uh, questions on friendshipping, People will ask us questions, but it turns out that a lot of the problem is that the other person in the situation needs the advice. So I'm glad that we covered that the way that we did. For but sure. Let's <laughs> the person you want yeah, to yeah. help. So as we said, this person works at conventions. I meet a lot of people. And sometimes people will want to have what I call the third date conversation. I love that so much. I think Pat Rothfuss told me that. Well, Pat Rothfuss is amazing. Yeah. He said, people want to have the third date conversation when you're barely on the first date. And this is a metaphor. You are not dating these people. They're on the third friendship date when you're like, hey, we are just going out for coffee right now. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not snuggling by a fireplace. Right. I imagine Pat probably gets that a lot just because, you know, as a as somebody oh, yeah. who writes novels, like people are like, oh, I have this insight into exactly. this person as a human. Exactly. Yeah. So the first thing I thought of for helping this person was boundaries. 
you need boundaries. And that sounds like a dramatic step, but it's not, or it shouldn't be, because boundaries are necessary to all of your friendships. And every friendship and relationship has boundaries, and those boundaries can change. They're flexible if you, if you want them to change, but every, everyone needs them. Yeah, absolutely. You're not a bad person for not being willing or able to be friends with literally everyone you meet, especially people you've met through your work. So just please remind yourself that you are not a bad person. You are not an enemy for wanting to protect your time and space and to limit those parts of yourself to people you truly care about. That is a completely valid thing to do. Reminding yourself of this will make you more assertive and less apologetic when you state your boundaries. And this will help those conversations go easier because the less room for argument and debate you give people, the easier these conversations go. And there is no reason that somebody should debate you on whether or not you should be their friend oh my god Ugh. Ugh. that's an awkward conversation to <laughs> say the least practice not apologizing for this behavior of yours your tendency to say hi and then bail don't apologize for it yeah you may be not allowed but you're probably feeling guilty and apologetic in your head try and rewind those thoughts and be kinder to yourself and on the other flip side of this is some people are still going to think you're an asshole. But people would think that anyway. <laughs> That's the thing. Somebody's going to always think that you're a dick. Um, so I would suggest trying to let go of the attempt to stay in everyone's good graces and protect yourself over that. Um, this is so hard when you think that this may affect you professionally. But if you're clear and if you are kind, people will think you're an asshole way less often. Yeah, it sucks that some people will not like you for it. It just part of, I think you need to accept that some people will not like this behavior, but it reflects so much more on them than it does on you that they don't like boundaries. Yeah, it really, it, it's always so hard for me to say, like, this could just go poorly for you. Yeah. But it just, it just could. I mean, it would be wrong to lie and right. say, like, this will, people will love you for this. Right. You know, you'll have no trouble with this. You probably will have trouble. I mean, some people do not accept good manners. They read them as bad manners. Yeah. I would strongly suggest reaching out to more people who are in your field. Um, nothing has helped me more um, working events than being friends with people who also work events and work in community. Uh, because we all have the same problems. <laughs> you know, they're not exactly the same. It also, you know, it depends on what, what sector of, of community or events or anything that you work with. Um, but nobody will understand your issues more than the people who do the same shit that you do. So boundaries. Uh, that means when you need a break, you ask yourself, do I want to hang out right now? Do I really even want to talk to anyone right now? And if the answer is no, you shut off your phone or you ignore the text. And I know that's so hard to do at work. And sometimes it's impossible. Yeah, like sometimes, sometimes you just can't. can't. Yeah. yeah. Or if it's like a social thing, don't answer people on Twitter until you're ready. And if someone catches you when you're out the door, you can say, hey, nice to see you. Sorry, I need to run out. You are not ditching a friend's wedding ceremony here. <laughs> you are taking time for yourself to regroup and be better at your job. And it's not, it's not impolite to take time for yourself. Um, some really actionable things uh, to do is set clear but subtle boundaries. Um, a sentence I would like to keep you as a script is, it was nice seeing you at this event. I hope to see you at an event in the future. So you are stating that you like seeing them, that they're cool, blah, blah, blah. But you are saying it was good to see you here in this context where we know each other. Let's see each other again in a similar context and not over drinks at the pub yeah and when it comes to having these conversations i pictured this conversation happening in the grocery store you keep the questions broad and kind of generic 
And that doesn't mean you're impersonal. It might be like, hey, what convention are you going to next? Or what did you like about this last convention? And that's a safe way to have a polite conversation without telling them your entire life story. Um, I actually disagree. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should ask any questions. I think you should answer the questions that they give you and then just keep moving on. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, it depends on the context entirely. Yeah, I was picturing this person stressed politeness. So maybe you want, if you feel like you can give something back, go for it. But it's, it is okay to bail. Yes, I totally agree. And, and there are time limits, too, that you can give. Like, I have a few minutes before I, before I have to be somewhere, but it's so nice to see you. Saying it was nice running into you means that I liked the brevity of this conversation. This is what we're going to do in the future as well. Don't be so polite that you are draining yourself. Right. Don't overextend. Yeah. Don't be so polite that you were like, oh, my God, I owe, I owe all of my time and attention to every single person I met this weekend. If you want to hang out with just your true pals, people you're very close to, you can be clear about that. You know, you don't need to open up a dinner reservation to everyone you meet. Right, right. Yeah, you can keep it small. You don't have to include everyone in everything, and which can be a difficult lesson to learn, uh, especially in a work setting, because you feel a little bit of ob obligation to treat people as true friends. But try and fight, try and fight that. Yeah, there are some good ways to be clear to people. So if you, um, let's just say this is a situation, you are walking with a group of um, five people that you work with. You're at a convention and you guys are going to dinner and you guys are going to dinner and you run into um, a fan, an attendee, and they ask you where you're going. You can say, the five of us from blank company are going to dinner and we're going to talk shop, so I'll run into you later. Smart. Yeah. It's, it puts... It comes back to boundaries, I guess, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And I think that people, resp I, I've done that before, and people yeah. respond, I think, pretty well because, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody wants to be a dick. You know, nobody wants to insert themselves into places that they don't fit. Um, they may want more of your time than you are able to give them, but nobody wants to be a bad guy. They yeah. really don't. Give them the opportunity to be polite to you and to re relate to you on the level that you want. Yeah. And finishing that, that sidewalk conversation, you can say, maybe I'll see you afterwards, but don't say that if you don't really want to see them afterwards. Absolutely. That's a hard thing to practice because your instinct is going to want to give something back to them. Mm -hmm. But you can just say, maybe I'll run into you tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll see you at the booth tomorrow. Exactly. Yeah. You, that's, that's a hard, that's a hard distinction to make and it, it'll take some practice, but it's an important one. Yeah. Really, the way that I want to conclude this is make sure that this is an ongoing conversation with you and other people that work in your industry, because that's what we do is we share tips on, on how to protect our space and our time and how to self-care and how to feel good. Um, I'm so glad you asked this question because it gave us a, a real opportunity to think about it. I mean, we sat here for like an hour just like kind of nailing down exactly what we wanted to say because this is complicated. Um, this is a relationship unlike other relationships in your life, and, and it's hard. And you know what? We feel you. We feel you on this. Yeah, friendshiping with boundaries is a hard lesson to learn. And we're always learning it. Like, yeah. this isn't like, nailed it, got right. it done. No, this is something we work through every, every day, really. Mm -hmm. uh, and we started out uh, this episode by saying this, but I also want to end this episode by saying this, is that everybody is on some level a fan, an attendee, a creator, a professional there are no clear lines between them. Everybody is different parts of this at different parts of their lives and in different parts of their day even. Um, so just relate to everybody as a human being and again, give them the opportunity to be polite and more often than not, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Nice. Was that friendshipping? That was great. Yeah, oh, it was great. friendshipping with boundaries. Yeah. Uh, so uh, how do we even end this? I'm so sick still, guys. I still have, oh. this, I still have the snuffies. <laughs> so if you have questions for us, Please jam them in our 
please give them to us. <laughs> Ask.fm slash Jen and Trin. The missing N in Trin stands for no more sickness, Trin. Oh. Na- nasal drip. Nas- <laughs> oh, it stands so for cool. no sniffles. Oh, okay. So it stands for nap time. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter at Jen and Trin, and the same number of M's apply. <laughs> we love you so much. Good Have, night. Good night. <laughs> that was so good. You friendship at the problem. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is friendshipping, and this week's theme is. <laughs> uh, did, what should we name it? Not being friends with everyone. How about like unfriendshipping or non-friendshipping? Yeah, that's what catchier. What, like a uh, lack? How do? You, what's the, a good prefix for that? Because unfriendshipping means like that you stopped being friends. Yeah, so non-friendshipping is, means like. Yeah. You know. Non-friendshipping? Unfriendshipping? No. Friendshipless. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no.